I had a night watch in the barracks at Fort Gordon. So many things happened in three different rooms that I could write a book. It completely changed my belief in paranormal activity. This one took place in the middle of the night, so this is the one I'll tell. I'm sitting by the stairwell on the second floor and hear someone shouting in a room down the hall. I'm on duty, so I run to the room and swing open the door expecting to see some fighting. There are several people in this room pointing up to the ceiling next to a wall and telling me they're doing it again. I ask them to explain and they tell me that ever since they moved into that room, someone lifts up the ceiling tiles and makes funny faces at them at night. The latrine is on the other side of the wall, so I go over to see if anyone is there and there isn't. I climb onto a desk in the room to lift up the ceiling tiles to see if they're still up there. When I lift up the ceiling tiles, all I see is a cinder block wall that goes all the way to the floor above. There's only about an inch between the back of the ceiling tile and the wall. No way a face was there. Two of the soldiers freaked out and ran out of the room and slept in the hallway. This was the first of countless incidents. Countless incidents. Countless incidents. Countless incidents. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality. About time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the Sleepy DB. I'm feeling it this morning. I am very exhausted, man. I was telling you before you got here. I, yeah, I was telling you before you got here. Telepathically? Yeah, I was like, Christian, I almost didn't make it to my own house to record this morning because I was dropping my mom off at the airport around you know, 11 o'clock last night. Tell you what, I didn't go right to sleep when I got home either. So it's like we sit down to record around 5 a.m. And it's like immediately I'm sitting there at night like I really need to just close my eyes and go to sleep. But that didn't happen. And I barely woke up to an alarm. And if not, Christian would have showed up to the house and I would have been the ghost story of the morning. No, I would have been because I would have froze to death outside. Yeah. And then haunted you forever. That's what I want. If that were true. Or if that was a thing. Oh, yes, of course. It's not. So lucky me. If you are new to the show, welcome. Take just a just a moment of your time right now. Rate the show five stars. I know you're 30 seconds into the episode and you're like, why would I rate the show five stars? Well, maybe because you liked it so far. You think about that guy or lady? You put out into the world what you want to get back. So if you That's give true. somebody five stars, then somebody's going to give, give you five stars yeah. in whatever way you need them yeah. to. Exactly. Yeah, if that's the type of wisdom you're looking for here. Then. Zen podcasting. 
that just got us a three-star christian i hope you're happy about that i apologize Um, yeah and if you're listening on youtube and you are a new subscriber we started releasing full episodes on youtube it feels like it's going pretty well we're trying to you know get by all these pesky algorithms and again we've mentioned in the past the only way to truly get past them quicker and climb a little faster is through reviews and ratings and on youtube the alternative to that is subscribers and comments and like liking the videos and all that stuff so if you're on youtube just take a second, give the video a thumbs up or comment. Be like, hey, I'm new here. Uh, Scott, you sound so damn good looking. And Christian, you're wrong or whatever. I mean, these are just ideas, suggestions that I'm making right now. As always, my name is Scott. I am a, a co-host of this program and I'm joined by Christian, my father-in-law and skeptic and stubborn man of, can, the, of the program. You can call me Christian the Great. You can actually, no, you can just call him Christian. Actually, shorten it because that was definitely not needed. Just call him Chris. No, do not call me Chris. He's now Chris. No. And I'm joined by Chris. No. Anyway, uh, yeah. So if, if you're on social media, find us at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and at TFD Paranormal on TikTok, where we're almost going to pass up our Instagram following through a few well placed TikTok videos. We have gained about 300 followers and Tell you what, Instagram, you're not that easy, okay? So it's almost a turn off at this point to post on Instagram because you just bury our shit and it's not cool and take that, all right? I will give all my information to the Chinese now. Is that what you want? Zuckerberg, you piece of, that's fine. The, we'll, Chin- the Chinese want us to spread the, this kind of propaganda. That's, oh yes, that must be it. And Instagram is American owned. I explained well, it there all. there you have it. Thanks, Chris. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so welcome. Today we're going to be diving into something that we have been kind of hinting at for the last couple of years, and that is night shift horror stories. Some crazy occurrences that have happened over the course of a night shift, third shift, night watch, whatever the military calls them. I forget what that guy called it in the first. I call it nap time. When you have a night job, you learn to sleep. It's sleepy time. Yeah. In different ways. That's right. Sometimes with your eyes open. Weird. Yeah. But sure. Communicating with the world. You're not really there if you're working a night shift sometimes. Kind of how I feel right now. And exactly. so I'm hoping to come to life over the course of this episode. And uh, this is going to be a two-parter. So we've been compiling stories over the course of the last couple of years. And we're ready to dish that hot gosh your way. And lucky you, it's a two-parter. So buckle up, because next week you're looking at the same damn thing. You compile stories? I honestly don't know anymore. I just keep them in my brain. Hey, did you hear that? Chris is better than everyone. Let's get into the second story that I've titled The Limo Driver and the Pointing Reaper. And this is by Inferious X. I drive a late night limo shuttle service for my place of employ. One night, I'm driving one of our limo-style shuttles. I am almost to the destination with just one couple in the back. They are a little buzzed and chit-chatting among themselves. The area of this destination is not a great neighborhood, so there's a lot of homeless and generally shady people wandering about all hours of the night, and I'm very used to seeing them. However, on this particular trip, I look over towards this little concrete island that has a yield sign on it. I see a figure covered in what looks like a raggedy cloak. Now, I'm still not alarmed because it's not uncommon to see homeless people throw blankets and such over their heads, and this was late October so it was getting cooler at night. But then I notice how fucking tall this thing is. 
It is as tall as the yield sign, so it had to be like what, 12 to 14 feet tall? I don't think that's how tall yield signs are, probably around like 8 or 9. But Depends on where you're at though. I guess, yeah, destination would probably be. He says 12 to 14 feet tall, and if he's looking at it, I'm going to take his word for it. Maybe in bad neighborhoods, they put them that tall so people don't steal them or that That's high. That's hilarious. Yeah, you have to look up to the sky to be like, what do I do here? Oh, I should have yielded. Yeah. I'm in an accident. Yeah, so he says 12 to 14 feet tall. Now I'm in a bit of shock. And then I see the thing lift its arm up and point. The arm is unnaturally long and the skin is dark gray. It took everything in my power not to slam on my brakes and yell out, what the fuck? But I don't think sending my loving couple flying onto the floor to the limo because I thought I saw the Grim Reaper would have gone over well with my manager. Everybody checks out. Speaking of the couple, they apparently didn't see it at all as they were still enamored with whatever they were chatting about. I dropped them off, hurriedly did the paperwork, and zoomed back over to the area. It's only like a block from the club or so. And of course, whatever I saw was gone. That's spooky. But what, it, uh, the one thing he didn't mention in that story is, what was this guy pointing at? What was this creepy old gray-skinned reaper pointing at? Probably the way he was supposed to go, so he would die, or the people- Like, you go one this of the, way, pal. Yeah, go this way, there's a car crash, and one of you three in this vehicle are supposed to come with me after that. I mean, he's the Grim Reaper, he's not like, go this way to live. Yeah. Or come come with me if you want to live, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm, yeah, definitely didn't say that. He wasn't talking about getting to the chopper and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. Man, these one-off like weird sightings always get me. Because I just like, my brain doesn't just be like, okay, cool. It's always like, what was it doing? What was the purpose of this limo driver seeing it, number one? But yeah, like number two, like did anyone else notice this thing? Is there anyone else wandering the streets or a homeless man that's you know, usually yapping off? And you're like, that guy's crazy. It's like, nah, he saw a 12 to 14 foot tall reaper. And that would drive anyone crazy, I believe. Well, that's why, like, when you live in a bad area, you learn to not see things because it'll mm. drive you crazy. I guess. Sure, Christian. <laughs> if that's what you want. I mean, I didn't say it was like part of, it was in his mind, did I? You should be happy with. Well, you did now. Yeah. That's so right. way to go. You walked it back. I did. Because now you believe it was in his mind. And that's I, fine. I, I, can't, I can't let down my fans. Gotta be me. I gotta be me. I feel like I heard someone else say that within the last day or two. That's weird. That is. That's it's a, a weird, weird correlation that no one listening to this podcast gives a shit about. That's great content, Scott. Keep that up. More of that, please. Unless they're around my age, then they might recognize that. Because hmm. I think that's like a some famous old movie star said it or something. Wow. Even more information. You're piling on top of the information that people didn't want to hear. You're like, hey, let's get some more of that. And then you're like, I gotta be me. And here we are losing listeners as the minutes pass. This next story. We'll get them back. We will. Actually, yeah. If you were thinking about leaving because Christian has got to be himself, stick around because this one is called The Devils on 42. I worked in a mine in Northern Ontario. There was a death on the 4200 level a couple years previous to the incident. It was a normal day underground like any other. We were rehabbing an old working that had collapsed. 4200 level was big. The drifts were 6 by 6 feet, but go on for kilometers in every direction. It was about midnight when we saw the mine rescue team with security rushing down the drift. Naturally, we dropped what we were doing and followed to see if we could help. We arrived to a guy who was as pale as a ghost. He didn't look hurt, but he was shaking uncontrollably. Mine Rescue approached him, and he wouldn't have it. He would scream, and not just any scream. It was terrifying hearing the screams, like a person so consumed with fear, 
It had a tone to it that you wouldn't imagine could come from a person. Eventually, he just stopped screaming and just sat there, awake but non-responsive. By now, it was 3.30 a.m. and our shift was over. We couldn't leave him down there. We managed to get him on a stretcher that we could carry out. On our way out, he just kept saying the devil was on 42, over and over again. About two years later, another incident report was read to us. The exact same thing, exactly the same spot, but a different person. I don't believe they saw the devil, but it is always in the back of my mind when I'm on 42. And the interesting thing about this story, like it's a great um, creepy mining stories in general winners in my book. But the interesting thing about this one is there was enough information provided in that story that the curiosity got the best of me. And I, was, I started like Googling Ontario mines and then the 4200 level and just seeing what I could find. And I did actually, I think I found the story of the person that died there the two years previous, which would put this story around somewhere around like 2014 or so. It's really pretty recent. Yeah. And so, yeah, I looked into to minor deaths in Ontario and found the following report from CBC Canada back in January of 2012 saying, police have released the name of the miner killed on the job at Coleman Mine on Sunday. Stephen Perry, 47, was fatally injured on the 4200 foot level. He was pronounced dead at the surface. The Greater Sudbury Police and the Ministry of Labor are investigating. All we know at this time is a worker was loading the face of the rock with explosives from a man basket when the incident occurred, said Ministry spokesman Matt Blair. So, yeah, kind of, but it, that doesn't even, like, I mean, again, there's very little information about what even happened to the guy that died, but I don't know, the fact that you can have two people two years apart see the same or have the same reaction to something on that level two years after someone dies down there, you kind of, you can kind of start piecing things together. Like, oh, maybe saw like if the dude blew up or something, maybe see like this weird, you know, really burned ghost or something creepy like that. And they're just like, that's the devil. It doesn't sound like he burned up because they didn't pronounce him dead at the surface. True. Maybe it was just yeah. a heart attack. But Maybe he's just lightly on fire coming up to the surface and like, and he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, that would be maybe but you know some people believe that that's where some of the demons are is underground and mining releases them yeah they're trapped in a rock wall and they're like hey get me out of here yeah just right here hit that oh cool i'm free stephen yeah. king did a couple books that were kind of based around something like that i think one yeah. of them's called desperation i don't remember what the other one is they're like two different two different stories but they're connected to this same mine and it was it was pretty good i mean stephen king can get pretty creepy with Oh yeah, stuff that you're used just you, everyday stuff. But the mine one was with the th the monster that was in that mine was was the was devil. Good. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, mm -hmm. one person's demon is another person's devil. And when okay, you, when you see, if you see if you see a demon in a mine that's or anywhere, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the close. Your first rationalization is like that's the devil. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. I think mines are inherently creepy already. Caves in general, we've talked about very creepy not fun but also helped our species survive yeah nobody cares about that they're creepy and not fun as i mentioned true um, but imagine the ghost in caves yeah there's a lot of creepy stories with with caves and, and miners in general like i mean just burying yourself in the earth is enough to send shivers down anyone's spine the idea of of seeing an entity or something and even if it's just your brain like playing tricks on you because you're in like pitch blackness and you think you see something out of the corner of your eye constantly. Nah, dude, I don't want it. I, I don't want anything to do with it. But this one, it, it caught me a little bit just because someone else had the exact same experience two years later. 
And so I'm like, it leads me to believe that maybe it's not just their brain and that it's actually some creepy ass shit on the 4200 level. Or it could be both. Yeah, their brain realizing some creepy ass shit on the 4200 level. You're absolutely right. You're right. Um, it was funny we were talking about Subway before we started recording because this next one is actually from Subway. Oh. Not like a spokesperson reached out and was like, hey, I'm with Subway. Eat fresh, by the way. But also, do you like ghosts? Because here's one. This the story's not from Jared, is it? I certainly hope not. Yeah. That is a ghost we're not trying to dig up at the moment. <laughs> My first job when I was 16 was working at McDonald's. And actually, I think I got it when I was 15, child labor or whatever. But there was, you know, I worked there for roughly like four or five years. No, five or six years, actually. Wow, Scott. It fluctuated shifts anywhere from like opening at four in the morning to, you know, you do closing shifts and get out maybe around like one, one thirty. But there was this one time that... I remember people thought that that McDonald's in Cal City was haunted. And there was a couple weird events that took place there, but one of them was a soap dispenser or soap dish. I can't remember which. It's been a while now. It's been over 10, wow, 10 years. Crazy, sad. Did they depressing. have soap dispensers back in the old days? Back in the old days? Yeah, they sure did, man. It was great. But it flew across the bathroom and shattered on the, like, not well, not shattered, but broke on the opposite wall of where it was placed. And this happened when the building was already closed. So no one was in there. No one was doing anything. But I remember plenty of people have talked about it being just feeling eerie or hearing like noises coming from the bathroom and everything. And that one in particular, the just random event of a soap dispenser flying across the, the room and crashing. And then people go over and be like, what the hell is that? And then look, and it's just a random, you're like, okay. Doesn't make, but see, like there's nothing crazy that happened outside of that. You know, it's not like there was a known ghost to my knowledge, but yeah, like one-off ghost events. Like what, did you use all your energy on the soap dispenser guy? Is that what you did? And you now you're over and you're like, ah, I'm passing on. I thought I had more energy. I didn't use the soap dispenser. Could you imagine like you, you die and all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I'm a ghost. Well, I'm going to scare. Wait, I'm in a McDonald's. I can't even have a Big Mac. Yeah, that would not be fun. But yeah, it's just, it's weird that like there wasn't a like long list of things that happened, just a couple weird, creepy, unexplainable events. And then the ghost was like, you know what? I'm heading to Wendy's. It's time. Yeah. And it was in your, it down the road. It was in your mind, man. I don't think that was the case, but I like where your head's at that you think you, a man of science, thinks that something can fly across the room scientifically somehow without any. It's fine. It's called telekinesis. Yeah. That's what it's called. Someone's dropping a deuce. And I was like, I'm going to see if I can force this. Ah, I did it. Check that out. <laughs> Telekinesis when you're pooping. Yeah. That could be dangerous. That could be. It's not the thing you should be focusing on. You're welcome for that image, though. Thank you. As always, you have done nothing but add life to these stories. Speaking of stories, welcome to Subway. Eat. Okay. They're not a sponsor. Subway, get out. We are not saying go eat Subway, even though if I say it enough, I might end up doing that later on. Yeah. It, when Subway gets out, I'd like him to leave the sandwich, though. Yeah. Spicy Italian. Hey, leave that spicy Italian by the door, pal. All right. And hit the bricks. Does kind of sound like Jared all of a sudden. And this one's by Psych Riot. I used to work at a 24-hour Subway. I know. Great start to a paranormal experience, huh? Well, one day I was doing the dishes and my coworker was cleaning the toaster oven and bread oven. Out of nowhere, around 3.30 a.m., I heard our door chime go off. Out of habit, I say, welcome to Subway. As I turn the corner, nobody's there. 
co-worker's gone. I thought, okay, maybe he hopped the counter and went out for a cigarette, as he did from time to time. Heading back to the sink to finish the dishes, I hear the door chime again. Nobody. Check the bathrooms. Nobody. What the hell? I ignore the dishes and stand at the front counter eyeing the doors. A couple minutes later, my coworker comes through the back door where we get our deliveries. Where'd you go? I asked him, turning towards the back door area. They said to take out the trash. The door chime. Once again. He does the same thing as me. Welcome to Subway. Turns corner to see nobody there, but this time the door was wide open. Our doors are weighted to where they'll close on their own if you let them go. The door stayed open for a couple of minutes as we stared, and then suddenly slammed. It was not a windy night, and our doors wouldn't even stay open like that on the windiest of days. I have no idea what caused this or why it happened on that particular night, but after I got a different job, I was told it never happened again. I told my boss about this incident, and we all looked at the cameras, and nobody could explain it. When you started this story and you talked about the door chime, I'm like, oh, man, that happens. Yeah. But when the door oh, stayed open, I was like, okay, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, if it was just a door chime, I trust me, I would not throw it in the episode bag. And then it went off a third time. Uh, buckle up, everyone. Full but body it, chills. Having worked at a like, convenience store many years ago with door yeah. chimes, when they do go off and nobody's there, it is kind of freaky. Oh, hell yeah. I go to work uh, and I'm the first person there at like 5 a.m. Yeah. And back when I was working, you know, five days a week in the shop, there was a couple times where if, if it's windy enough in Eagle River or whatever, there's some, it was some weather related. I know that much, but like the door would just be like, ding, ding. And it's like four or five in the morning. And I'm sitting there like, nobody's here. Yeah. I think this like certain light can do that too. Mm. It could have been. Yeah. But I, I remember there was one day in particular that happened like three or four times before anyone got there. And I was like, you better shut the hell up, door. Don't make me come over the door because I will come over there. It's like when you're the only one in a public restroom and the paper towel dispenser dispenses. I'm not going to go into toilet humor, Christian. It's not, it's not what I'm about. Not today. Not ever. Just mm -hmm. kidding. Most of the time. But not today. It's fine. When I was thinking about last night, when I was thinking about how you were going to be up late and we were going to record early, mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, Scott's going to need some coke tomorrow. Yeah, and so thanks for bringing it by. By the way, yeah, um, very cool. Let me just take a, uh, and we're and we're back now. <laughs> this has been an, a a fictionalized part of the podcast. We yeah. have no coke and scene. The yeah. cocaine was not in the house at all. It's fine. I am not my personality and cocaine. I don't feel like would mix. Well, I would not want to be around you. Yeah, I'd be pretty crazy. I'd be pretty crazy. You'd, you'd, yeah, you'd be like a Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. I know, coming with fucking Tommy guns. You're like, whoa, <laughs> oh god. Did you know? I don't think he had a Tommy gun. You know how long it's been since the fact that I know it was a gun in general. Yeah. Did you uh, ever watch that you? movie? Yeah, I watched it when I was like fifteen, though. Yeah. So that was many moons ago, as I am now 32. It's fine. I don't feel old. You will. Thanks. All right. This next one is about a school janitor working overnights. Freddy? Yeah, that Freddy must have been it. Freddy Krueger? I didn't put the pieces together, but here we are. Guess we don't have to read that one. No. Someone just put the entire plot to Nightmare on Elm Street on Reddit. Damn it. No. Yeah. And there's something creepy about schools in general when there's no kids in the it's just empty halls and empty classrooms and big ass. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the fact of being like an overnight janitor at a school is terrifying enough without any stories attached to it. But this guy, he had a couple of uh, humdingers, if I can, if I do say so myself. And this is by Shut Up DH. Not me, but a friend used to work as a night custodian for an elementary school. 
which the building itself was rather old, built in the 40s maybe. He was the third shift guy, so he took over from the second shift guy, that is the way numbers work, at like 9pm. He was basically there to mop the floors and make sure no one broke in. If he got all his stuff done, he was pretty much free to do whatever he wanted. Often after he finished doing his work, he'd go hang out in an office because there was a small TV to watch. He said things started off innocently enough, lights turning on in classrooms where he knew they had been off previously, cabinets and doors opening and closing on their own. He didn't pay much attention to it at first. He was sort of on the fence as to where he stood on believing in paranormal activity, so he just kind of shrugged it off as coincidence. At first, he would go and check the noises out. Sometimes he'd creep around and try to catch someone in the act, in case there was a way in that he didn't know about. After a month or so, he gave up looking and just learned to ignore it. He'd ask his boss about it and just get blown off. Bosses. Bosses, classic. Over the coming months, things progressively got worse. Doors no longer closed on their own. They slammed shut. He heard noises like children playing, sometimes screaming. Terrifying. He'd find trash cans turned upside down. He'd have things thrown at him, but he would be clearly alone with nowhere for someone to hide and throw things at him. He'd contemplated quitting, but he was making good money for being nearly fresh out of high school, and he needed the money for family stuff, so he stuck with it. He'd come in, rush through his duties for the night as quickly as he could, and then go and sit in the office where he'd turn the TV to where he could sit facing the door, and that's where he'd sit until the morning crew came in at 6 a.m. He didn't want to admit that he was scared shitless of being in that school by himself at night, so he tried to tough it out and made a lot of excuses to try and explain what was going on. The last straw for him was the night he was sitting in the office watching TV and felt someone grab the chair from behind and flip him over backward. There was clearly no one in the room and no way for anyone to get into the room without him seeing them. He picked up the office phone and called his boss at home in the middle of the night said he quit and he'd come back in the morning to turn his keys in. He was definitely a believer in the paranormal after that experience. He said that it wasn't until years later that he found out from someone who'd researched the history of the school before it was torn down that there used to be a pool inside the school. A number of kids had drowned in over the early years of the school until the administration decided to finally expand the building so they filled the pool in with concrete and expanded over top of it. Oh, man, and that's why I don't like empty schools, because children die. Man, this is something from the 40s. Yeah, you probably had 120 dead kids somewhere just scattered throughout that history. And you had a pool, probably multiple of that. The thought of sitting in a room watching TV and something grabbing the back of your chair and flipping you backwards. Nah, dude. Yeah, I don't. Schools, especially old schools, are scary because of the way the administrators and used to treat to children i just beating them up beating them up sometimes killing them i mean wow you know yeah, i don't know if i've heard that but that's you, pretty extreme if you hear like hey, some of the b plus tommy get over here yeah Strangle you hear about them. the stories here in alaska when they from like uh native alaskans who were sent to some of these schools and these these are more schools where you're just you stay there you sleep there they on you yeah and you're man, our children now man those they were abused a lot back then. So you can imagine if, if there's such a thing as, as hauntings and stuff like that, of course it's going to be a school. I mean, yeah. we hear, hear about schools so many times when, when we're researching subjects. If you're working nights, work at a new school. Yeah. I, is that something that still happens? Are custodians work overnight? 
Yeah, I think some of them do. Because when I was in elementary school, I remember it was, I remember the janitor just being there with I, us while we were, you know. I think it would probably depend on the size of the school, you know, the area. I mean, mm -hmm. where we were, grew up, the schools tend to be smaller. My school was pretty big, especially at the time. And ours were outdoor too. Yeah. At least RPU was when I, like there's a few buildings, but for the most part, it was like yeah, a Cal big open space with buildings on it. Yeah, I didn't see like the kind of schools you see in a lot of shows that are indoors until I moved to Alaska. Yeah. And those are the schools you wanted to go to because you're like, that's what I saw on Degrassi. Why can't I have that? <laughs> and everyone's like, well, Scott, because you're not on Degrassi and your name's not Drake. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's why you can't have it. Wasn't Degrassi in Canada too? It was. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't care about that. I wanted <laughs> the, I wanted the vibe. I you can't know, believe I knew that because I never watched Degrassi. Uh, Christian, you're lying through your teeth. Every time I hang out with you, you're talking about how much you enjoyed the show Degrassi from the years of 2002, whenever it was over. I don't remember. It's irrelevant to this story, and it's also irrelevant to this entire podcast, so I'm glad we brought that in. Way to go. Way to go, us. Really the, expanding the, the branding of the show. Well, Degrassi was haunted. They couldn't show it to you, though. Mm. Stuff they didn't want you to see. Wow. Once again, adding on top of shitty information, Christian, just the way I like it. Yep. We have a, a few more stories to get into. These ones are just a little briefer than the previous ones, but I did enjoy them. This one in particular is a tale about a disappearing car at a gas station, and I called it Dimensional Pit Stop, and it's by Tiny River 60. I was working at a gas station at like 3 a.m. one night. A car pulled into the pump Guy got out and started pumping, and then the car and dude just vanished. Yeah. Weird. I was looking right at it, and it just popped out of existence. I told my boss the next day, and she turned white as a sheet. She'd seen the same thing, same exact description, same car, same pump, same guy. Weird, man. Weird. I mean, like we've, we obviously we've talked about different theories for ghosts or like things that seem to vanish or like stone tape theory where someone's just playing over on repeat, but why would it be at a gas station pump? You know what I mean? That just shows you that we're not, that we're a simulation. Well, that's not the answer we wanted, but that unfortunately was, that's probably about as close as you're going to yeah, get to it. There was a glitch in that matrix. Man, that's so weird. That would scare me more than a ghost or even a demon. Would you just be questioning your, I did just see a car there, right? I wasn't, or would you just, like straight up just lose your mind? Probably lose my mind a little. And then yeah. I'd show up here and you'd be, Christian, you written about the simulation 10 episodes in a row. It happened. It finally <laughs> happened. Yeah. I mean, there's certain, I guess it, it shifts like the tide at this point, belief in simulation theory and like things that randomly happen. They're like, we have to, it has to be a simulation, right? This has to be fake. There's no way that that actually happens in reality. That is one of the closest things to belief I have is yeah. that this is a simulation. Yeah. You know how skeptical I am of everything, but that one makes a lot of sense and explains a lot of the problems I observed around this existence. Mm, yes. I mean, I wish the only thing I wish that they, um, that this, whoever this, that Tiny River 60 would have gone into a little bit more with the story is what happened to the gas. Yeah. Was it, like, was, was the ghost pumping the gas? Was the, did the nozzle just drop off? You know, as uh, the car, the car and the man disappear and the nozzle just falls on the floor. Is there any record of 
the like gas being pumped you know can you go in the system and be like this was pumping gas and now there's nothing there you know those are like just little details and i get it's kind of a short and sweet story but there's things that my brain just cannot take unless i have the answer to it and this is one of them like it just what phased out of existence is what it, it sounds like like you know we we talk about different dimensions and stuff like that are you getting a glimpse into some random other dimension that's that what it's just would... a fraction off of what ours is yeah it would have if the nozzle wasn't laying on the ground that's what I would think it would be is getting a glimpse into another dimension. Just a split second look. But the fact that like this person tells their boss and then their boss is like, oh, shit, same exact thing happened to me. Yep. And it could be the government's covering up the fact that you should not bring, breathe gasoline fumes. Oh, wait, everybody knows that. But what a weird way to show it to one employee at a time at yeah. gas stations briefly before a car disappears in front of their eyes. Like you could probably use that kind of technology for something a little more important. You would think so. You would think so. As a matter of fact, I do think so. I don't know how I feel about simulations anymore. I don't like I've at this point in the game, you know, we've read so many stories where it's hard not to believe in a simulation theory. And then you go out and you also experience regular mediocre shit. And you're like, oh, great. I'm just like the, the backup characters in the simulation theory, too. I'm not even like the you know ready player one shit. I was uh, watching doing some research and I came across Philip K. Dick talking about Mm. the simulated universe yeah and it was it's like an old video i think he only talked about it in france and it like freaked everybody out but uh, yeah. he was convinced and this was a Years while ago, ago. Yeah. yeah yeah that guy is something else we should do a phil k dick oh i have episode. it i have it as soon as i found that i like wrote it on my little sticky note and put yeah. it on the desk so i could get back to it because like a lot of his stories i believe he minority report yeah he did i, I there's few, all of his stories were pretty. It's fun. all kind of like creepy sci-fi shit, right? Yeah. But he also, doesn't he also believe that what he was reporting was actually real? Like, isn't he the person that thinks that what he was looking into is either stories of the future that he is learning about or actual, there was some kind of correlation with reality into what he was According talking According to this little speech he gave in France, I mean, he believed that there were other realities. Yeah. Then he could see some of them, is what it sounded like. We will get back to you guys on that because yeah. he is definitely going to come up, whether he's a full segment or just part of another segment. Yeah, because I think he had like a full on like mind download too at one point, right? Like with some entity. It sounds right to me. Yeah. I think, and just the brief little bit I looked into it to see if I wanted to get back to it, a lot of people were shocked <laughs> at this time because this is before that would. You know, now people say that stuff and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I saw that on Reddit or I saw that here or I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. You know, when he's made, talked about this, I mean, sure, there were UFOs and stuff like that, but it wasn't really talked about much because. It's taboo then, still. Yeah. It, yeah. It was pretty taboo. Mm -hmm. You'd lose your job and lose your friends yeah. over talking about that stuff. Yeah, big, yeah. Hear about Earl. He's lost his marbles, that man. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Travis Walton story, how long it took for him to talk about it. That's yeah. the way the thinking was back then. And that's a pretty bonkers story. Travis Walton is another one we need to get into at some point. You ever watched that movie about his story? Uh, no. You was that Fire in the Sky? Yeah. That yeah. was a great movie. I didn't I didn't watch the movie. I have watched his interviews with people. I've like heard the story multiple times. I watched him on Rogan. Great episode, too. You should watch that movie. It was actually good. Well. Yeah, I don't know. After I know the actual story and then I watch like a fictionalized version of the story, I'm usually like, Ooh, you know, like this isn't you missed this part. I'm like the the movie equivalent to the people that are always like the books were better. That is true. But yeah. this one, I would say coming from my skeptical point of view, I would definitely recommend it, too, because. But it, the, do you believe Travis Walton's story? That's the question. 
I tend to believe his story more than most stories. And that is your way of dancing around the answer of, yes, I believe in UFOs and alien protection. He makes me feel like it could be possible mm. when a lot of stories don't make me feel that way. And it's partly who, who he was before that, too. You know, he was he's not one of those seeking Just a big old burly lumberjack dude, right? Yeah. Yep. Not out there seeking fame. Didn't even care about that. Old school lumberjack. Before lumberjacking was the tits. Before they told everybody that cutting down all the trees is bad. Yeah, way to go. Way to bring it back down, Christian. We were getting too high. Anyway, uh, this next one is by Nurse Not Joy, and it's called The Limping Thing. Sometimes I run out of creative juice when I'm coming up with the titles. I'm completely baffled by that title. I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to hear this one. The Limping Thing. Sometimes those are the best, though. A simplistic view, like a simplistic mm. image that goes into your mind sometimes are the yeah. worst. And it's, as you'll hear very briefly, it is kind of freaky. Yeah. Nurse Not Joy says, night shift nurse here, which you know they got the best stories. Mm -hmm. I worked in a, damn it, it is my arch nemesis, the word rural. <laughs> and I didn't think we were going to find it. And every time I find it, I just need to replace that with something else like nothing. It's yeah. a descriptor. It doesn't need to be there at all. Iowa. Yeah. I worked in a rural, in a rural hospital that was pretty old. The nurse's station faced a long hallway that was known for something. Everyone had witnessed it at one point or another. This thing was like a shadow, but you couldn't see through it. It was completely solid. It had a habit of limping down the hallway and disappearing, or poking its head out of doorways and staring after people who had just left the room. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I, oh, God. Sorry. That just, the the image of like leaving a room and something like creepy, completely solid shadow, like creeping its head around and watching you as you walk away is just sending shivers in all the wrong places. Anyway, day or night, you had this feeling that you were being watched as you walked down that hall. There were other rooms with issues, too. The call light would go off without any patients being in that room. Patients calling out and asking why there was a man coming into the room, staring at them, and then leaving. And the elevator doors would open and close on their own. Ugh. Just the limping thing, man. Like, just picturing, just in your, uh, close your eyes, unless you're driving, and picture just a solid shadow limping down a hallway. In a hospital. In a hospital, yeah. Ugh. It's a no from me, pal. Could you, what if, what if ghosts don't know why they're there or what they are, and he's just like, I just limp he's around, just nobody helps me. People come into the room and they don't even talk to me. They talk to the other idiot. The elevators opening and closing on their own doesn't get me as much. I mean, it's creepy on its own, I guess, especially if you're alone and it happens. But I was reading, there was one story that I didn't, that didn't make the cut. That was about this guy that worked in a recording studio where the elevator had to be called up from the studio level because of all the expensive equipment in there. Yeah. So no one could, there was no button on the inside. They said him and a coworker were there and like 3 a.m. It would just kind of raise like a couple times it just come up and then open and nothing was there and it, everyone like shit bricks and then someone commented and was like um modern elevators tend to cycle through floors occasionally something to keep the you know the grease yeah and that's the oils, what i was thinking you know yeah keep everything moving the way it should so might not be paranormal might just be you at 3 a.m. Yeah. staring at something completely rational after losing many people in elevator crashes they yeah. realized that if everything is used throughout the night, once or twice, it works better. It doesn't just fall. Yeah. Many floors. Great, great news. 
Yeah. For everyone that is trying to get on an elevator or great news for people that think they might be haunted, but it turns out it's just the elevator cycling through things. Yeah. The elevator wouldn't get me because I know that that's what happens yeah. after being around many elevators in my lifetime. But mm. well, look a, at Christian, a limping yeah. man in a hospital is creepy. Yeah. That, but he, he that seemed... doesn't cycle through rooms. That's not something that you hear willy nilly. I mean, obviously he's doing the same thing, just cycling through yeah. the hospital like a, like an elevator. I got to. I got to walk the halls to yeah. keep my limb greased up it's so just, I limp, limp less. It's just me, old Limp Willie. You're like, yeah. okay, thanks, Limp Willie. That's what they called him at the bar, too. Yeah, Limp Willie. That's a little more euphemism than I was hoping for <laughs> and like instant nickname choices, but uh, no regrets, I guess. You know, yeah. anyway, um, this final story is called Go to Sleep, Baby, and it's by Picaris47. I work at a live-in treatment facility for struggling folks and their kiddos. Vague for privacy and HIPAA reasons. Do not work at a place like that. Yeah. That's the start of the story right there. I'm so glad you said that because I'm definitely not qualified to do so. So you will not catch my graphic designer ass anywhere near that facility. We do regular safety sweeps at set times throughout the night. So clients know that at certain times we'll enter their rooms to make sure everyone is following safety procedures. One night, I'm taking care of a teething baby so mom can sleep. Baby is screaming, won't stop for anything. I'm standing in the corner of the absurdly overheated room, praying to God the kid stops or I go deaf. Suddenly, the corner gets ice cold, like immediate goosebumps and shivers kind of cold. The baby stops crying and is out in a few seconds, but the hair on the back of my neck is standing on end, and it feels like there's something behind me. I'm shaken. But baby is asleep, so yay. The next morning, some of the families were talking about the old woman who did their safety checks last night and how she stayed way too long just staring. But there were only two of us working and we're both in our mid-twenties. Legend has it, the wife of the man who founded the organization died in that building over a century ago, but she still comes to make sure all the kiddos in her care are safe. Oh, so wholesome. I'm yeah. proud of you on that one, Scott. You found a wholesome story. Yeah, that's wholesome, but it's equal parts. And we have like a weird like theme running with the show where I'll find really wholesome stories that are still just creepy as hell, like that are equally creepy because that the idea of you're like, I feel like there's someone behind me. My hair is standing on end. It got ice cold in here, but the baby stopped crying. So I guess that's great. And then the the other angle of that is you have the families that are like yeah that old lady stayed in here way too long just staring at us like <laughs> no dude there's nothing wholesome about that like the baby got to sleep sure but creepy old lady staring at me i'm like i would almost prefer a screaming baby yeah actually i was thinking at least this ghost got a decent job in the afterlife taking care of people taking care of screaming babies unlike that's, your mcdonald's yeah. ghost that's like i'm gonna throw a soap dish yeah take this i mean down with the system yeah Shh. obviously there's upper and lower class jobs in the ghost world i mean apparently there is i guess but... it would be the spirit world yeah let's correct that christian yeah. they're listening yeah they're always listening yeah so I don't know. Then, then there's something about old lady ghosts that really just gives me the heebie-jeebies, man. And maybe that's... It's horror movies. Maybe that's my bad. But yeah, old ladies are... 
It's not the business, man. That's not what you want to see. That and children. It's like at the opposite ends of life. Those are the two ghosts you don't want to see. You don't want to see kids. You don't want to see old people. Old people ghosts, terrifying. Baby ghosts, equally terrifying. Oh, you said tragic? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that as well. I think that's why the kids freak us out more is because like you immediately deal with the tragedy of death or unexpected death or death too soon. So children don't seem to be bad spirits most of the time when we hear these stories, Yeah, but they freak people out. And I think it's just because it's thinking of mortality in the wrong way. Like children actually die in this world. It slaps us in the face. Yeah. And it's sad. Oh God, I sure do love when you bring down the episodes at the end, Christian. We hit them with the old one-two punch. They weren't expecting it. We're like, we're going to freak you out. We're going to make you pee your pants and also be sad. Now get out of here. I mean, people that listen to podcasts about these kind of subjects want a little bit of darkness in their lives. They they really do be like that. And speaking of people that listen to podcasts on these dark subjects, I would like to give a shout out. I will occasionally, not very often, because I also enjoy having some semblance of self-esteem. I will peruse the review section of our show just to see where people are coming from. And uh, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately on Spotify, you can't see, you just see a star rating and that's fine. But on Apple Podcasts, you can see. And when people aren't calling us far left liberal shills about ghosts for whatever reason. One time. One time. And I still remember the guy's name. I'm not going to give it power though. I'm not going to say it. Don't do it, You can find it yourself when you're giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. But uh, I did want to give a shout out to a, a new local listener that I'm aware of now. And it's uh, Talia or Talia. Talia O? Talia? Talia sounds better. Yeah. I mean, it could be wrong, but Talia sounds like the way it's, I normally hear it. All right. We're going to let you leave another review and it's going to be one star. You're like, they mispronounced my name and now I'm angry about it. Just kidding. Don't do that, please. We love you. Uh, But yeah, she apparently found out about the show by picking up a free sticker at the Matsu College. And she said, I'm not a big conspiracy theory person, but listening to the podcast makes my day. The show has so many golden moments. Makes me laugh. Definitely recommend. And so Talia O or Talia Ho. No, it's whatever. No. Whatever you want to go by. We appreciate that. And also shout out to Matt, because I'm fairly certain that the guy that also saved our lives from the heating fiasco that we have months ago at the beginning of winter is the one that was putting stickers out there at that college. So that guy gets so many mentions on our podcast. He does. He's like our our Lord and Savior. Yeah, I actually tattooed his name somewhere on my body and you do not want to hear about it because it's... Scott keeps trying to show it. I know. And Christian's not about that life, apparently. I'm like, this is not what fathers, father-in-laws have to deal with, usually. Yeah, usually being the keyword there. And also shout out to Oscar at Enthused Fear. I know you're listening, buddy. We appreciate it. We're going to have you on the show at some point so we can talk haunted objects and all that fun stuff. But he left us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you. And so I need to do, I need to actually return the favor. And if my memory was more than eight seconds long at this point, I would do it right this instant. But I will try to remember. If your more memory was longer than eight seconds, you wouldn't be a man. I wouldn't be a goldfish. Christian, I'm tired of you tearing men down, all right? It's our time to shine. I'm just being honest. I mean, I have the same issues. How dare you? What were we talking about? I don't know, but the episode's over, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. That's part one. Come back next week for part two of Night Shift Horror Stories. But before you come back, send us your Night Shift Horror Stories. Yes. Because we will come back to this. 
We will. And this is, again, like we've talked about it in the past. It's going to be a series. It's going to be like the police and the paranormal stuff we do and these little kind of mini series we have within the show itself that we're fascinated by certain topics. And this happens to be one of them. I really enjoy Night Shift stories. So if you are someone that uh, I believe we got a one of our subscribers on YouTube mentioned that he is driving constantly. And I believe it was overnight. I could be wrong, though. Again, the memory doesn't work anymore. Uh, if you are listening on YouTube, though, say hello in the comments. We love hearing from you guys. If you are not listening on YouTube, leave a review wherever you are listening or find us on social media at Freaky Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Say hello. Say what's up. We enjoy the show. Don't stop doing it. The say world is those- <laughs> Whatever you want to say, it's fine, honestly. And in the meantime, we will see you. Wait. Did I forget something? Didn't we? Who suggested this? to us recently this story was it Lindsay? maybe it was Lindsay. if it was Lindsay, thank you Lindsay. if it wasn't Lindsay, listen to the next part and you'll hear yeah. your name listen to part two where we actually get it right yeah but i believe it's Lindsay. oh final note we did pick a beanie winner and mailed it out but i do have great news for people that are interested in very strange prizes. oh my gosh i know what's coming yeah yeah the next giveaway folks <laughs> It's a freaky deaky fanny pack. And Marlene, I know you're in Texas jumping for joy right now because we kind of joked about it earlier in the show. And I was like, I'm going to make it happen at some point. And now, honest, I can't tell a lie right now. This is the freshest fanny pack you're ever going to see in your life. All right. It's tie dye. It's got some of the, the dope ass graphics, the show. And um, if you're in Texas, you can store your gun in it. That's maybe not true unless it's a kind of like a tiny shooter like like pea shooter or something like that but but that's beside the point it's dope it's fresh to death and that's just how we do it here at the freaky deaky and we're going to be giving away one of those very soon so keep your ears peeled or if you're watching on youtube i guess that would be your eyeballs good night everyone ow oh did christian burn his mouth with the coffee yeah wow I always forget when I pour a new cup, I got to pour very hot coffee into a a mug and immediately go to drink it. Bring some Samuel Jackson out on me. I've had it with this motherfucking coffee.
northern Ontario. There was a death on the 42nd hundred level a couple years ago. There was a death on the 40... Yeah, 42nd hundred. What a fucking... No, Scott. That's not how you say that. <laughs> the 42nd hundred. That's way too wordy. Yeah. 